These Boston Bruins have the second most wins in franchise history with two big games on tap this weekend. We're going to talk about last night's win over the Montreal Canadiens and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, Friday, Friday. Got to get down on Friday, March 24th. And I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. The podcast is free and available on your favorite podcast app as well as on YouTube, so please do hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a thing. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about last night's win over the Montreal Canadiens. We're going to do a quick cup check, a look at the top five teams around the NHL and where the Bruins rank among them, as well as look ahead to a very busy weekend for the Boston Bruins. I want to remind you that you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at locked NHL Bruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C McLaren. Bessie, what are you doing? My cat is going a bit wild behind me. As I mentioned that the Bruins have now won five games in a row, including last night's win over the rival Montreal Canadiens. They're now at 55 wins on the season Second most in club history, the all-time mark set at 57 by the 1970-71 Boston Bruins. Now, not only do these Bruins have a chance to mark the best season in franchise history, but also they're on track to break the all-time wins record among NHL teams, which is at 62 set by the 95-96 Red Wings and the 2018-2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. It was a very spirited affair last night, highlighted by Brad Marchand defending the captain. There was an A.J. Greer high stick that may cross-check, I guess, that could warrant some supplemental discipline. And... It also featured David Pasternak scoring his career-high 49th goal of the season. Marshawn trying to get him 50th on an empty netter late in the game. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi scored his first goal in black and gold. Thank goodness that monkey's off his back. I'm so excited still to see Bertuzzi in black and gold. I hope that he can remain in Boston for some time. Uh, Jake DeBrusque stayed hot. And David Krejci scored to give the Bruins some insurance. Now, when it comes to Marchand defending Bergeron, the captain received a late hit from Montreal's Rem Pitlick, giving us this beautiful photo of him, Marchand that is, getting ready to pummel 
Pitlick for that late hit. And everybody after the game said the same thing. You don't hit our captain late. Montgomery tagged it as a three-second late hit. And he loved the fact that Marshawn made the guy pay a price for doing it. Pasternak saying the same thing. What he would point out from this game is Marshawn sticking up for Berge. It's obviously outstanding, and that's been the motto of the team. Great to see a guy like Marshy stick up for the captain and definitely gets everybody on the bench going. A.J. Greer kind of took it a bit too far by delivering a cross-check that rode up and caught uh, Mike Hoffman. In the chin, Greer was assessed a five-minute major and a game misconduct. We'll see if that results in supplemental discipline. Montgomery said they've talked about playing with emotion, but not getting emotional. Uh, And he's going to have a chat with Greer today, talk to him about the necessity of controlling his emotions, and he needs to learn from it. They're going to move past it. Obviously, you can't be doing that in the playoffs. You can't be hitting... Guys like that, up high, you can't be taking five-minute majors in the postseason. I don't care how good uh, the penalty kill has been. So that was fun to watch, that renewed rivalry. It's crazy that the Bruins and Canadians only play three times per season. It doesn't matter that the Canadians are pretty rubbish this season. And it doesn't matter that... um, Yeah, there's this great disparity in the standings. There's still a heated rivalry, and it's still a meaningful game every time these two teams meet on the ice. Now, on a better note, David Pasternak hit a pair of milestones in this one. His 49th goal of the season, a new career high, and he also tied Ken Hodge for 8th on the Bruins' all-time list with 289 career goals. Always humble, always a good teammate. Pasternak said, it's the kind of game where the only thing you think about is getting the win. These games against Montreal never get old. doesn't matter where they are in the standings. It brings so much history. It's a big win. And when Montreal and the Bruins play, both teams are going hard. Bertuzzi scored the opening goal. He also got the primary assist on the Pasternak goal. And... Um, you know, he was just trying to get creative on this one. Pasternak from his office in the left wing circle, pump faked, and then moved in a step into the slot before firing a wrister. He said lately he's been getting a lot of shots blocked on one timers. You have to come up with some new plays and something new that you haven't seen for years playing three guys, a little bit away from the net. You have to adjust to that a little bit and get more guys to go out and move around. I mentioned Marchand tried to get Pasternak a look with the net empty for the 50th. And again, that's emblematic of the team as well. Incredibly selfless. You see guys sacrifice their bodies blocking shots. And you see plays like this where guys are passing up uh, opportunities to score for the sake of their teammates. We saw it earlier this season when Krejci playing his 1,000th game. Guys were try- trying to get him the goal there as well. 
It's not the first time we've seen guys pass up empty net goals, whether they're, yeah, going for 20, 50, 800 points, 1,000 points, a lot of milestones coming in this season. Uh, I'm going to touch on a couple more points from this game here in a moment. But first, let's take uh, some time to talk about one of today's sponsors, which is Indeed. If you are hiring, then you need Indeed. It's the only place where you can get uh, attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And it's the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. And with Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates. Right now, you can get a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at adeed.com slash locked on. The offer is value through, valid through March 31st. Just go to indeed.com slash locked on to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Get that sponsored post and get the candidate that you need today. Need to hire? You need indeed. Jake DeBrusque scored last night as well. Just on an immaculate move to split the Canadians' defenders, causing them to bump into each other to add insult to not really injury, but just up the embarrassment factor, really dunking on them. He now has goals in four straight games, seven points during that span. He credited it to puck luck, trying to get into the hard areas, trying to play his game, but he's gotten some really good passes lately, trying to bear down and get out a couple more. One of those things where he's trying to build his game going into the playoffs, and I personally cannot wait for playoff Jake. We've seen it in the past in those series against the Maple Leafs. He comes up big, and I believe he's going to be very money in the playoffs. Jeremy Swayman was coming off a couple shutouts. He made 29 saves for his third straight victory. And they've got a really nice rotation going on where both he and Allmark are getting reps, chance to rest and recover in preparation for the playoffs. Again, there's been some suggestion that the Bruins could do a, a playoff rotation. I, I don't see that happening. You got to go with Allmark right now, but if he's having a rough game, you can pull him, put Swayman in, or go to Swayman for the next start and feel confident that you can bounce back and get a win in the playoffs. The bond between these two guys is just so special. Swayman said his father and uncle were recently in town for a visit. They all went to dinner at Allmark's house. Had some fika, which is coffee and cake in Swedish culture. Uh, it was so cool. My dad, he said, asks how Allmark is doing every time he talks to him. Like a second son. Such a special relationship. It translates both on and off the ice. Something really special, and they're finding a formula of how to do it every single night. Uh, Jakobs Borrell played for the second time 
in three games, picked up his second assist in that span with the secondary helper on Bertuzzi's goal. Jim Montgomery said his attitude's been incredible, even though he hasn't been playing a lot. Now they're trying to get him ramped up, get him some hockey games, and build up his confidence because it's quite possible he could be called upon in the playoffs if there's some injuries going on. Uh, He's being aggressive and assertive when he gets the opportunity to play. And, you know, it would be very tempting for guys to sulk and make trade requests even if they're not getting playing time, saying they're dissatisfied, blah, blah, blah. But Zborl has the right attitude, and when he's coming in, you know, there's injury to Derek Forbert right now. There could be more injuries that come up once the postseason rolls around. He's the eighth defenseman on the depth chart at the moment, but it's amazing to see that he's able to come in and make an impact. Now, if there was one downer from last night, other than Greer's uh, boneheaded penalty, impossible suspension, it was the power play, not really executing once again. 0 for 5 against Montreal, a team that's not very proficient at killing penalties. Um, Lack of execution by the players on the ice. Jim Montgomery chalked it up to that simple. Their entries and breakouts were poor. And it led to sloppiness. Frustrating for everybody because they're not building any momentum. And it's not going to get any easier with a pair of games coming up this weekend against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. And we'll do a quick cup check here before we look more closely at those two games. Top five teams in the NHL right now by way of Point percentage would be our Boston Bruins, of course, followed by the Carolina Hurricanes, the Toronto Maple Leafs, sorry, New Jersey Devils, then the Maple Leafs, and the Vegas Golden Knights. Tampa Bay, it should be noted, well down the list at the moment in 12th. They've kind of slipped, and speaking of their penalty kill, it's kind of average at 16th. Boston still has the number one penalty kill. They're ranked 12th on the power play, which isn't great, but still second when it comes to goals four per game. If they could get the power play going, they'll be even that much more dangerous. Uh, They're an excellent team, five on five. That's been an issue in the past. Depth scoring, no longer a problem for the Bruins. Getting goals from all three scoring lines as well as from the checking line at times. We saw that last night, Bertuzzi getting a goal from the third line, Pasternak, DeBrusque on the top line, David Krejci, second line. Goals allowed per game, the Bruins still number one as well, 2.11. Carolina, probably their biggest challenge heading into the playoffs. And it's unfortunate that they're going to get them on the back half of this back-to-back this weekend. Not really indicative of what the situation could be in the playoffs, but still, it's going to be a big test for the Boston Bruins. When it comes to the biggest challengers for the Bruins in the playoffs, we're going to kick it back to uh, February 1st. 
see who the top five teams are in the NHL by way of point percentage. Bruins, Vegas Golden Knights tied at 8-10. Los Angeles Kings up there as well. Those are a couple teams out west to keep an eye on as well. Colorado is actually third at 7-05. And the New York Rangers, 15-6-2 since February 1st. Those are your top five teams in that span. The Oilers are also up there. They've been outscoring teams like crazy. And so there's some mounting competition out west when it comes to the east. Uh, Since February 1st, Toronto's 13th in the NHL in point percentage. Tampa Bay is 20th. They're 10-10-5 over their last 25 games. Not exactly coming in hot. Pittsburgh Penguins are 21st. Uh, let's see where the Hurricanes are. Devils are in 8th. Hurricanes 10th. So the Bruins still maintaining their league leading numbers while some other teams trailing behind. At the moment, I feel very good about Boston's cup chances. And, you know... Anything short of a Stanley Cup final appearance is going to be disappointing for this club. They've been the best team all season long. Yes, there's very good teams in the East. Playoffs is going to be a dogfight. You have to be lucky, healthy. But the Bruins, by all rights, should advance to the final and win the Stanley Cup this season. And it will be disappointing if that does not come to pass. We'll look a bit more closely at the two games coming up this weekend, but first a quick word about our partner from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. You can wager on everything from money line to point spreads, which team will be cutting down the net in the NCAA tournament. It's all on one app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So on tap tomorrow for the Boston Bruins, Saturday afternoon matinee against the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team that lost 7-2 to the Ottawa Senators last night. Uh, It's a 1 p.m. start at TD Garden. It will be the... Uh, third meeting, no, fourth meeting between these two clubs, Boston winning the first two matchups back in November, 5-3 in Tampa, and then 3-1 in Boston. The last game was a 3-2 decision in favor of the Lightning. Tampa is 5-4 and one over their past 10, but they've lost three in a row, and they'll be really looking to come out and make a statement against the Bruins, who are seven and three over their last 10, five straight wins. Steven Stamkos on fire for them lately, eight points in his last five games, including three goals. For the Bruins, 
Their leading scorer over the past five is our boy Jake DeBrusque, who has four goals and seven points. Marshawn up there with six assists. It will likely be Olimark who gets the start, 937 save percentage. And it will probably be Andre Vasilevsky, who we all know is one of the best goalies in the world, if not the best goalie in the world, given his long-term track record. Allmark outplaying him this season, of course. Tampa's power play, lethal. They're ranked third. Uh, Their penalty kill, not that great, though. 16th, so the Bruins could take advantage of that. Hopefully, get their power play going. Uh, Tampa ninth offensively, 15th when it comes to goals allowed per game, 3.11. That's a full goal more than the Bruins are allowing per game. Uh, So the Bruins hopefully will catch Tampa on this bit of a lull here recently and uh, be able to take the season series against them definitively with a win. Now. The Hurricanes, I mentioned, uh, will be at home catching the Bruins on the second of a back-to-back, but they too will be playing a pretty tough game prior to that one. They are hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday evening. So that uh, should hopefully level things out a little bit with both teams uh, coming in off a tough game the night before. Carolina has the advantage of playing at home, of course. Uh, they're not exactly lighting it up lately. They've lost their last game. They're 6-4 and four over their past 10. Uh, the Bruins, Hurricanes, splitting the first two games of the season series. Boston winning 3-2 back in November. Carolina winning 4-1. Uh, it's a far cry from last season's results where Carolina had like a 17 to one advantage in goals or something like that, but it will be a big test for the Bruins and it will hopefully reduce any noise saying that this team is their weakness um, and that they should be well stacked to beat them this season. If they do indeed meet in the playoffs and it won't be until the Conference finals this time, not the first round. Of course, uh, they lost Andrei Svechnikov for the season. That's a huge loss for the Hurricanes. They still have a lot of talent up front. Sebastian Ajo, uh, Martin Natchez, uh, Teuvo Teravainen. They added Shane Gossespierre on the back end. Still a very formidable team, but you can't discount losing arguably your best player in Svechnikov. Um, Carolina's penalty kill, I should mention, is second-ranked to Boston's. Their power play, however, is worse than Boston's, 17th compared to the Bruins at 12th. Now, Gostas Bear has reinvigorated that a little bit. Um, They are also the second-ranked team in terms of goals allowed per game, 2.56, compared to Boston at 2.11. That's still almost a half a goal per game uh, difference there between the Bruins and the Hurricanes. So that should be a good game. Sunday, 5 p.m. On Monday's podcast, I'll be sure to recap both of these games, obviously, and um, 
look ahead at next week's action where it doesn't get any lighter for the Bruins schedule wise. It does get a bit lighter in terms of level of competition. Uh, but again, we'll uh, cross that bridge on Monday. I hope you're all doing well. Thank you again for listening to Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you for making it part of your day every day. Free to subscribe on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Uh, I do want to say Locked On Bruins is open, inclusive. Everybody's welcome to listen, take part in the conversation. Hit me up on the YouTube comments or on social media. A lot of you know, troubling developments around the hockey world in terms of people using their voices to shut people out. That's not what we want to be about here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Happy Friday. Take tonight to do something fun. Yellow Jackets is back. I'm very excited about that. Succession comes back this week. It's been a while since I did some TV talk, but those are two of my very favorite shows, and I'm very excited for them to come back. Um, and then pumped for these two games, Bruins, keep the pedal, keep the pedal on the gas, keep your foot on the gas. Uh, they need, let's see here, eight wins over their last 11 games in order to break the all time wins record. Not as important as winning the cup. I know, but still, um, We'd love to see it happen. Bruins, 116 goal differential, I should add. Plus 116. New Jersey, second at plus 54. It's unbelievable. All right, friends, that's it. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here again. Talk to you here again, 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 again. Monday, every day on the Locked On Bruins podcast. Your favorite team every single day.